feel every time we go to make a podcast, we just get kicked in the dick. <laughs> Plans go awry. Apologies again. Hello, we're back. <laughs> Fuck. The year's almost done. Oh, no. I was going to say, that. welcome back to podcast number two of 2021. <laughs> we haven't, we've actually done a, like a cheeky dozen. Have we? Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. too bad. We haven't done too badly, but it just feels like, and we're back and we're going to try and do things we're more not. regularly. We're not. Just, we're not. We're just going to do them when we do them, all right? Call You'll be us, right. Call us liars, liars, pants on fires. Yeah. Welcome to it. We are back and we are going to hopefully get one more in before the year is out. We're going to try. Shit's been going on. You know shit's been going on. If you've been listening, if you've been following, we're not we're not going to go into it too so much. So much shit going on. Shit's going down. A friend of mine said it's been a wonky year. That pretty much sums it up pretty well, doesn't yeah. it? It's been a fucking wonky one. Yeah, it has been a wonky one. It's like a th- we're just going around in a car, three wheels and one square block. Yeah, <laughs> lumping, going, lumping lump. along. Yeah, lumping along to the finish, limping along to the finish line. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We're okay. I've uh, put candles in in my office today for you to make it more aromatic, well, less less aromatic, less dog aromatic, yeah. more nice aromatic. We've got a guest coming in shortly, so I thought I'd better make it look as nice as it can be. Yeah, you've done a good job, actually. You've spruced it up. Thank you. I try my I might best. Make sure you light the candles. I've had a pretty nice afternoon. Yeah, been an Urban Vogue day spa. Fucking relaxing. Two hours. I had a massage and a facial. How you you're glowing. Mm. I don't even have to. I'm have in an oil fucking slick. I can assure you. I can't wait to have a shower after this. Well, I do after a massage. My I, hair yeah. is oil. I'm covered in oil. It was good. You look relaxed though. The only uh, feedback I have is it was a two hour session. I need a wee break in the middle of that. Yeah, a bit of an interval. Because I, I go, slug a lot of water. Go to the toot and get a chalk top and then go back for the yeah, second half. Yeah, I need a, I need a, now do you need to go and do a quick wee? Yes, please. Yeah. You know, trot off and there's come nothing back. Worse, anyway. There's nothing worse I've found when you go to get a, a, a spa treatment mm. and you haven't fully emptied the bladder. Well, that's right. Or you just, you drink a lot of water like me and so you go regularly. Yeah. So that's right. It's happened to me before doing a massage. I'm like, fucking it's your way. I try to limit on days I'm getting treated. <clears throat> just dehydrate yourself beforehand. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. And then slug it back after. Yeah. Because my mind was just like, oh God. Mm. You know, in the facial a bit, I was like, oh God, I really need to go to the loo. Feels nice. Face feels nice. Feels and good. the massage was great. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So that's good. It seems like whenever we come back, there's another COVID development. Omicron. Omicron. I want to call it Omnicron, and I don't know why. Yeah, I do too. I thought it was Omnicron. No, it's Omicron. Because my hearing aid's called an Otacon, yeah, and so right. I get confused. <laughs> Otacon, Omicron. And it's wreaking havoc with your ear as well. It is wreaking havoc. My ear is wreaking havoc with itself. Yeah. We've had another fucking trip to Sydney. We've had another loss. And you've got another Instagram channel to look after. I do. Def Jam Sammy. Yeah, I like the name. Yeah, I like it too. I was like... What can I do? It's got to have like deaf in it, right? It's the best fucking play on words. Yeah. And I'm not saying that just because you're my wife. I'm yeah. saying it because... It, it if I wasn't Sammy, it would be Jeff Jam Sam. But I can't be Jeff oh. Jam Sam because I'm, I'm, I've am i got to be Sammy. I can't be Sam. I hate it when people call me Sam. How, does, how, how often does that happen when people call you Sam? Uh, the girl at Day Spa called me Sam today. <laughs> <laughs> she comes in, she goes, Sam. I felt like going, no. It's, it's Sammy. Sammy. I, yeah, it does happen to me. Um, I hate it. I hate it because I'm just not Sam. Sam is not why my does name. It, why does it tick you off? I don't know. It's just not who You're I don't call with. myself Sam ever. Yeah. No one in my family calls me Sam. It's I'm, just I'm, never happened. I've never so been called yeah. Sam. I'm Sammy. So Def Jam Sammy, yeah, if you want to follow, it's not overly enthralling. I'm just giving people updates because I 
I found that when it happened, you know, I get a million text messages and everyone wants to know what's going on, which is lovely. It's just easier for me to pop it out onto social media. If you want to follow it, you can. And if you don't, you don't have to. And I thought too, it separates it from my regular social media because I know sometimes when you're following someone, then all they start banging on about is, is you know, what, their yeah. hearing loss or whatever. And you're like, this is a bit fucking, I don't really want to see this shit. And it gives you a place to let out. Yeah, for me, it's actually feelings. just a, it's it's just a me, cathartic yeah, it, release. It really is about that because I was uh, like, you know, I'm not a, a person who journals or anything like that. And it is a way for me to process my feelings. Yeah. I'm just kind of putting it out there. I don't give a shit who likes it. Cute it's, photos it's to boot. out there. And male followers too. Oh. Eager beaver male oh, followers. Oh, God. Had to change the... On the, on the bio today, you know, you know, married to my love at Rigby Kev. Just give this message with fucking kisses on the end. Kisses on the end are not appropriate. You've got to be really... Hi, Sammy. How are you? Kiss, kiss. Fuck off. How's fuck off sound? And I understand. <laughs> on a direct message. And I, on a direct message. Yeah. And it's fine. I get it. Like, look. And the other thing is, like, you know, I, I've messaged, I've been messaging a few people who are also have, have lost their hearing because it is good to talk to people who... Are in the same boat as you, yeah. you know, particularly it's just because I don't know anyone in my actual life who's, you know, gone lost, through, yeah. gone through yeah. this. So it's good to talk to people. I understand wanting to connect with other people that have, you know, single-sided hearing loss. I get that. But, like, I'm, it's not fucking, like, deaf girl Tinder, you Was know? It? Like, <laughs> it's not – do you know what I mean? I like. Just because you're half deaf and I'm half deaf doesn't mean we're going to fucking hook up. Yeah. This is not what yeah. it's about. It's about. There was no introduction. Hi, I'm I'm going through this. No, uh, no. Well, there was one message. It's like, hi, uh, you know, I'm deaf too. Like, do you want to do you want to chat? You know, with a love heart. And it's like, well, no, I don't really. Not with a man. But Correct. anyway, it doesn't matter. But anyway, that's where I'm at. Yeah. But look, long story short, yes, going deaf. We'll have more of an update next yeah. time, probably. probably. But anyway, I'm not focusing on that. We're focusing no. on on being back on the fucking airwaves. We are. And the latest COVID shit. I don't even want to talk about that. I'm over it. Yeah, I'm so over I'm it. over hey, it, Samantha. Masks free, free. Masks free. And I can get to Queensland. Apparently the testing clinics are a fucking chock a block. And I don't know whether that's because of the outbreak in the Hunter or whether that's because people just want to go to Queensland. Bit from column A, bit from column yeah. B, I think. Mm. People want to travel as well. Mm. Oh. I just, I'm, I'm trying to think of what else has been going on. Not a hell of a lot. Well, you left your job. Yeah, I'm unemployed at the moment. <laughs> unemployed for a little tiny That's, bit. I'm, I am. I do have another job to go to. I'm yep. not yep. one you, of those. You people. finished work on Monday this week. I did. So now it's Thursday. So you, do you feel a bit more relaxed yet? I feel. Or not yet? I'm in decompression mode. Yeah. I, I, I still. Mm, Certainly more so. Yeah, it'll take a little while. I think by the end of next week you'll feel relaxed. Yeah, it's a bit of a loss. It's like, whoa, what am I going to do? There's plenty of things to do. Yeah. Plenty of things. I can fill my You've days. got to go to Medicare. And get, <laughs> <and> get <that>. You've got to actually go down physically to Medicare. That's a job for you. Yeah. It's Good. interesting. It's we- interesting. Yeah, weird not having a job. Yeah. It is a bit weird because you're not on holidays. You're just in between jobs, which is fine. Christmas period will take take care of that and then we'll take a big hunk out of it then yeah. we're back into the swing of things I, I do think of all the things that going on at work like when you when you're not there and you and things pop up and you like go omicron blowing up in fucking newcastle for potentially oh hypothetically and you go oh that's gonna smart yeah pity i'm not there yeah pity i'm just gonna have a day what sleep a shame. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah naps not lots of naps i'm glad the cricket started so i'll be 
familiarising myself with that tomorrow. And the dogs love a fucking nap. <sighs> like they love a nap. The dogs would just nap from left to right. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll nap all the fucking day. Yeah, they, they will. They will. To. Whoever's in bed, they'll get in bed. Anyway. Anyway, I we I can't play Dan. Dan's nah, got, we're living done. with COVID, but I've got nothing. So <laughs> I just I just thought. Have we got a drum roll? Uh, we, we do. We, no, we've got a. That's more of a, a bad joke, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, no. That's not going to work. That's the worst joke. That sounds like my fucking tinnitus. <laughs> Doing that. <laughs> Maybe just go with this. Yes. Because we have a very special guest with us today. She's a bit of a repeat offender on the older potty. The beautiful Kate Coburn from Thrive People and Culture. Yes, hello. Oh, it used to just That's be Kate, a- our old housemate, <laughs> but now it's Kate from Thrive People and Culture. The proper yes. business name to spruik. <laughs> Yeah, back here with a different hat on this time. I know. Yeah, so last time we were talking about um, working at Pink Battalion and fat loss. Yes, gosh, that was a long time ago. How have you been? Yeah, I have been really well. So so well, you've started your own fucking business. I have. So um, about 12 months ago, I started my own business. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do that part-time and I work part-time as well. And Mm -hmm. I also work at the gym. So what do I do for fun? (laughs) I work. Yeah, Mm. you do. Um, Yeah, but I started my own business um, called Thrive, which is really about empowering people and businesses um, to develop great strategies to develop their team, Mm. um, to make sure that they've got the right people with the right skills and capabilities and to have really good conversations Mm. with each other because, you know, we all know that um, relationships come down to how effectively we can communicate. Yeah. And what I wanted to share with you today is something called emotional intelligence. And I don't know if you've heard of that before. Oh, I've heard of having a lack of mo- emotional oh, yeah. intelligence. I was thinking about it when I was driving home today. It's a term that we do use and we use it and you and I use it when we talk. But yes. I think like five years ago, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Emotional intelligence. Mm. I'd never heard of that term. No. So, do you want to talk a bit about what that is? Because people may not have heard can we, about it. Can we? Can I interrupt yeah, for a second? Please it's do. All very close quarters. I, I just wanted to go back into your background, Kate. Because you, you're a human resources background. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I have been working as a human resources manager for about six and a half years. Mm. That's my background. That's what I know and love. But to be honest, I don't maybe love the admin side of it so much. I really love developing people and I love Mm. seeing leaders develop as well. So I work with um, lots of small businesses um, through leadership coaching and getting to understand themselves better. Because it can get a bit of a bad rap, the old HR (laughs) department sometimes, can't it? Yeah, if I had a dollar for every time someone said to me in the workplace, oh, be careful, HR's just there or HR's listening. Right. Yeah, it can get a bit of a bad rap. Because, of course, I've never worked in a business. It's a cynical nature because they're, they're essentially there, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're essentially there to have the employees backed, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. But the so perception like a- sometimes is they're there to do the management's bidding. Right, got you, got you. So they, they, uh, HR would be somewhere where you'd go if you had a problem with another employee yes. or something like that. 
Yeah. But then people feel like they go and then they just tattletale back to the boss or whatever. Yeah. HR kind of sits between the business owners or whoever's operating the business and the employees. Purgatory, so, gotcha. some people would call it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it can be really challenging. And to be really honest, when I first started working in HR, like it challenged me so much just personally because mm. I wanted everyone to like me. I was only yes. 25 and I was like, I can't yes. cope with having to deliver these really tough conversations and people not liking me. Yeah. So it's really pushed me out of my comfort zone to learn and understand that I can have conversations which are really empathetic, but they can still be really honest with people as well. So what I mean by that is I can tell somebody that they're not meeting the key elements of their role, but I can do it in a way that's supportive. Exactly. And then I can sleep at night. Yes. (laughs) The same goes with, you know, in HR we need to terminate employment sometimes and no one likes to do that mm. by any stretch wow. of the means. Yeah. Yeah. But my role um, in that conversation is to really make sure we are protecting the business by having procedural fairness yeah. and then also doing the right thing by the employee. So yeah, sure. So given really clear feedback. Have we given opportunities for development and growth? And that helps them down the track anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, if it's done properly... HR, if it's done properly, to me, sounds like a really good thing. Yes. I guess the key is if it's done properly. The idealistic yes. version. Yeah, the idealistic. Properly. To me, as someone yeah. who's never had to deal with an HR, I, thought, I think it sounds great. Yeah. And I think um, HR does get a bad rap because sometimes people in the profession sit behind policies and they sit behind their computers and they mm. don't get out and involved with the teams themselves. Yeah, okay. And that's where problems occur because it becomes really black and white and yes there are rules and there are policies in business but at the end of the day we're all people and we need to have real conversations Mm. with each other yeah that's good um so i guess based on that experience i saw an opportunity for development in our region but i also want to work with people and i do work with people across australia um, to help develop small businesses you know how to be a better boss how to have your people be happier in your workplace. Yeah, how to have good conversations with them, how, how to, to be able have to a give proper feedback. Yeah. Dare I say, courageous conversations. Oh, I yeah. like that. Is that a term? Can you tell he works in marketing? Yeah. <laughs> That's a term. <laughs> but yeah, how to, how to have all of those, you know, challenging conversations to actually mm. have good outcomes for the individual yeah, and, and yeah. for the business. But how to set expectations as well yeah you know there's nothing worse than walking into a job and being like cool what do i what do i do here that's right i thought i was doing a good job and then i was fired three weeks later yes how did that happen yeah so i do a range of things i do some project work around implementing um say a reviews process um policies as well um i do one-to-one leadership coaching yeah so developing small business leaders yeah and working with businesses on a more regular basis to achieve their business goals through their people yeah, cool. So heaps of different things, but yeah. that's essentially what I do in Thrive. Yeah, it's sounds very great. Good overview. Sounds and good, small Kate. and small business because they're focused on the business. Generally, they want to grow the business. They don't sometimes go in it with all the other side that comes with it. People management, issues management. Yes. You, yes. I was, going, put, I was going to put my hand up. I was up. going to say, Just as a small business as owner, a small business owner, yeah, put my hand up. So so you know, when I open the gym, I open the gym because I love fitness and I wanted to train lots of people. You don't want to deal with that other bullshit. No, (laughs) and I didn't understand that there are a gazillion different personality Mm. types and I had a heap of problems with different staff. Whether that was on me or them, I don't know, but you don't realise how hard it is to manage people and to work with people in different personality types and I'm a straight shooter, you know that. When I say 
you know, something, I just say what I mean. Yeah. Obviously try and not say it in an asshole way. Mm-hmm. But if someone perceives that in a certain way and then gets in the car and bursts into tears, you know, then yeah. I'm a tyrant. It's a bit of a balance. And have, yeah. being a manager of people myself, a one-size-fits-all approach doesn't work. No. Not at all. You need to tailor your approach to those different personality types. Yeah. That's right. So that's what you can help people do. Yeah. So I Which, think- is that emotional intelligence? Being well, aware of that? It, it is a part of emotional intelligence because it's self-awareness. Mm. Um, so it all starts with yeah. self and mm. then we can look at um, emotions of others What does well. the Oxford Dictionary define emotional awareness as, Kate? I did actually bring my Oxford <laughs> <laughs> got a little sheet of notes there, but that one's missing. Um, I'm just quickly reading through. <laughs> I'll so race you, you, you explain, while I Google it. What, what is it to you, Kate? What does it mean? Emotional intelligence to me, it mm. means that we know and understand our our emotions mm-hmm. and the impact that our emotions have on others. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Well, we've all met people in our lives that have no awareness of that sort of stuff. That's right. And they're the people who really react to situations. Yeah. So something might happen in their life and you just see them absolutely lose it. All yeah. the wheels fall off. Maybe they're really, really angry or they burst into tears yeah. and they just can't do anything after those interactions. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, my heart sinks That's when leak. I burst into tears. Oh. Yeah. I don't like that one. That's leakage. Yeah. I call that leakage. Stop, you can't stop compartmentalise. Out, stop leaking out of the face. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I really love talking about emotional intelligence because I believe it's a fundamental skill, not just of leaders and not in the workplace, but us as humans. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a huge part of communication. Fuck yeah, yeah, absolutely. And being in a relationship with a partner. Yeah. Yes. Being a parent. And just a relationship with others with your around friends. you. Friends, yeah. family, yeah. colleagues. Anyone you fucking interact with. Do you reckon you can have emotional intelligence personally but not in the workplace? I don't think you can have it vice versa. I don't think you can have emotional intelligence in the workplace but not personally. I think it would have to go the other way around. I probably would agree with you in that aspect. I think if someone has emotional intelligence or what we'd call like emotional maturity, it's pretty constant. Um, It looks a little bit different in a leader, just the way in which they behave with their employees. But it would be very rare to see someone who's highly emotionally intelligent in their personal life and then at work they're not so much. No. Um, But not saying it's impossible. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I was mentioning before, it's really about building what we call emotional maturity. And the way that we do that is by widening the gap between stimulus, so the thing that happens, mm. and our response. Mm. So what we actually do about mm. that stimulus. Mm. And there's heaps of different ways that we can do that. But I wanted to share with you a quote by a guy called Viktor Frankl. You might have heard of him before. He was in um, a Holocaust camp um, in the World War II, mm. and he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. It actually became really popular last year in the pandemic, not because it was the same situation, Everyone but there was, was searching similar. for yeah, meaning. Yeah, let's not go life. down the anti-vaxxer freedom front, shall we? <laughs> but he said, um, between stimulus and response, there is a space, and in that space is our power to choose yes. our response. Yes, and yes. And I, I love that. I love the word power because yes. it really is ours. So it's a bit like that old thing. You can't control what happens to you, but you can control your reaction to it. 100%. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> listen, so when you spill red wine on the couch and scream like, 
you cut your leg off. I didn't. You, know? you, spilled, you spilled red wine on the couch. <laughs> I, I spilled red wine on my jeans in the hotel room <laughs> yeah. and these were the jeans that I had to wear to work the next day. Uh, if I can imagine. Had to wash them out in the sink. <laughs> I washed them in, and I did. And, and, and the, the red wine came out. And the towel came out. May or may not have gone to work with slightly damp jeans oh, the next day. Oh but they weren't red all over the crotch. Which so. is good. Is Gosh, good. that could mean so awkward. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think when we look at emotional intelligence, it's important to understand just a really brief overview of how our brains work. Mm. Yes. So Sigmund Freud um, introduced the concept that we have three levels of consciousness. So we have conscious, yeah. so the things that we know yeah. and we're doing. We have subconscious, so that's about 50 to 60% of our brain capacity is used in our subconscious. So that's mm. where our, our values, our thoughts and our emotions, they all live in there. Mm. Um, and then our unconscious mind. So oh. our heart beating, cells doing what they need to do, that is right. about 30% of your wow. brain, brain power. Fuck. The thing that I, I always love to ask when I, I run this mm. session with groups of people is like, have you had a moment this week when you've thought to yourself, shit, I shouldn't have said that? Maybe. Uh, uh, when I do it, when I do it, so the, I, I, I'm assuming my emotional intelligence is getting better as I get older. Yeah. I'll do it occasionally at the gym where I'll fuck up and I'll pick up on it immediately. The yeah. second I've said it, I'll go fuck. Yeah. And then I'll have to kind of cover Sweet. my base. I do this thing where I'll just – Look, soften up the edges immediately. Try and fix Get the it on the. Paper I out. do. Yeah. I buff it back immediately. Yeah, because I know. And then if I think it was it was really fucking like I did, I really fucked up. I'll message the person. Yes. and say, look, when I said that this morning, that's not what I, I didn't mean that. But I'll, I when I do it, I know straight away. Yeah. Look, and I'm do that thing like fuck. I wish the earth would open up and swallow me whole because I just fucked up. But yes. I, I am I'm I'm aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I'm trying to think. Word, uh, words are regret. Uh, only the, what I said after spilling the red wine on myself. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. You're very. I think Kev's very emotionally I'm intelligent. A, but I can. I, I can imagine skill. people would just go, "Oh fuck!" All the time. Yeah. Is that what they say? Yeah. The, there's most people that I speak to can identify, even if they can't specifically think of the mm. moment. They'll think, mm. "Oh, I would have done that this week." I would have been like, "Oh, that was yes." Maybe yeah. afterwards you think, oh, that's right. But yeah, I think, okay. like you were mentioning before, actually going back and apologising—that is emotional maturity. Yeah, yeah. We're not expected to get it right every time. No, yeah. that's <laughs> but right. We can go back and say, "Hey, I'm really sorry I said that." See, I feel like that way about people, and and this emotional intelligence comes into parenting kids as well, right? Yes. So I feel that way about kids. Like I, I very, very rarely would yell at Parker. I can't tell you the last time I yelled at her. I probably did when she was fucking little. Yeah. Mm. But even when I did, I always went back and apologised. Yeah. And I know you you have too. Like if yep. we've ever lost it at her, we've always sat down after and when we've cooled down and said, <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. because it's not okay to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, you can learn it right. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, so I definitely often, have learned it. Yeah, people often say, are you born with it or is it something that you yeah. learn? And there's definitely people who are born with more of an aptitude. Absolutely. They just yeah. naturally and people who are born can. With I think it's really important to, to know and understand the impact of saying something or not saying something. And sometimes we don't say things. If I'm moving more into having those difficult conversations, mm. Uh, mm. sometimes we don't say things to people because we make about us. Yeah. About how, so I'm going to feel like shit. Yeah. I'm going to feel like shit if I say that shit. I feel uncomfortable if I tell someone what I really want. Or I feel right. uncomfortable yeah. if I have to that makes be really clear. Sense. Yeah. 
So, but it, it is about knowing and understanding our emotions and it can feel a bit, oh, I don't know, a bit of a soft skill or a bit woo woo, but I 100% believe that you need to know and understand self oh, fuck. before you can impact others. I agree with that. Influence others. Absolutely. And it, it takes work, but it's so rewarding. But emotional intelligence, it really starts with that element, which is self awareness. So yes. we need to recognize, monitor and understand what our emotions are. And something that we don't do very well as people is label our emotions Mm -hmm. or what's called emotional literacy. It's often taught to children now. It's like uh, how they identify that emotion. It's like, Mm. can they say in that moment, I'm angry or in that moment, I'm sad. I've seen some videos with this sort of stuff. Yeah. What what is it that you're feeling? Yeah. But it's so much about mindset as well because – if we don't know and understand that emotion going on underneath, we don't actually um, have control over how we view the day. So what I mean by that is like our brains like to be right and we do something called um, we look for the confirmation bias. Yes, so this we, is like the anti-vaxxers. That's right. Yes. So if we say today is going to be a terrible day because it's Monday morning, it's raining and my alarm went off at 4.30 and my emotions have told me that yes. I don't like any of that. Yes, you go outside and you'll step in a puddle. I fucking told that's you so. I told you so. I knew this was going to fucking happen. Yeah, well, the traffic. Yeah, you get traffic. Turned yeah. out, of course that would happen. Turned out right, didn't it? <laughs> someone it fucking run, terrible Someone day. will run up your fucking ass at the yeah. lights. <laughs> but what we're doing is our brain because it likes to be right. We're looking for things to yes, prove that. That's right. And, and that's right. We all know this. We've said, I know I've said it to Parker. You'll if you want a problem, you'll bloody well find it. Oh yeah. fuck yeah! It's yeah. so it's so true. And it really comes down to being aware, yes, of the emotions that are going on underneath the surface, yeah. for yourself. But it's so important to remember that those emotions and the way that we display them, they're contagious. So if you've ever walked into a group of people and they're all on the negative Nancy train, they're all whinging about something. Fucking pity parties. Yep. Uh, It just manifests in more negative conversations. So a quick um, example of that, I don't want to get too sidetracked, is me with this Menu's disease. So Mm. when I got diagnosed, I joined a Facebook Menu's group. I had to leave it. Wow. Because Mm. it was so negative. It was just, oh, you know... This beast of a disease, you know, post after post, everyone's like, oh, people don't understand and they're all feeding off each other and I'm like, I'm out of here. Mm. Yeah. I can't fucking do Same this. thing happens in the, in the workplace as well. Yes, you get a those whole lot of negative kind of. And, and toxic. And people, people also fall into the trap as well, taking on the negativity of other people's workplace situation. Yes. <laughs> I've seen mm. it so much. It is much. contagious. But so is is. happiness and so is positivity. That's right. And I think if we're to speak specifically about the workplace, this Mm. is something that I harp on to people about all the Mm. time. Mm. If we have relationships built on trust, Mm. we talk to people, not about them. And we often see this happen in workplaces because one person's not doing something, then they go and talk to their colleague (laughs) who then goes to talk to their colleague. You would see it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. uh, What else also with, with trust there is... And is that a, a management employee trust? Because you can have on the sideways of employees, employees, but then that trust stops from a leadership point of view. If someone does go to that and nothing happens. Yeah. So I guess to take a little bit of a sidestep, I really believe this comes down to the culture of the organisation yes. um, and what the expectations are, are around providing feedback, mm. receiving feedback, and what actually happens after that. Because like you said, Kev, if someone came to me and had some really constructive feedback about a colleague's performance, hypothetically, yep. 
uh, and they came to me in a really constructive way. They weren't talking to another colleague about it because they actually wanted to see this person improve. Yeah. Mm. And I did nothing. Yeah. Or I provided no feedback, they wouldn't bother coming to me again. It's, That's right. Yeah, it really comes down to what the business culture is. And then if you see things that aren't in line with that, are we calling it out and holding people accountable? Mm. No. We're just letting it go. Because it probably go. historically they someone has and nothing's Nothing. happened. Yes. Yeah, so, so that's people a place go, for the bad culture. Why yeah. fucking bother? Yes. And and you do see it happen in businesses. And I, I always say, like, feedback is so important. Mm. Unless yeah. we're given that feedback, we can never improve, whether it be at work or even outside of work in, mm. in other relationships. But we need to talk to that individual because if we're not giving that feedback to them, they can't improve. No. And then we create these negative, bitchy cultures. Yeah. Like that's in high right. school. Bad culture. It's yeah. culture. So, uh, it's terribly misunderstood, I think, because it's all everything you've talked about. But in a lot of the cases, it's more just, you know, a bit of a Hollywood set. So all shiny, shiny, we offer this, 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 this and this. Not the actual nitty gritty boring stuff, but it's the actual most important things. Absolutely. And we often talk about what's our wall culture and our floor culture. So what do we say that we're doing and what are we actually doing? Yeah, yeah okay. So it's what you've got in the fancy foyer. Yeah. On the website, yeah, yeah, yeah. slapped on a T-shirt, whatever it is, Yeah. versus, you know, if we say we do the right thing, but then you can see your manager not calling yeah. a client back is called five times that day. Yes, it's like, yes. well, why would I bother? Yeah. 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 But I think with self-awareness, it's so important, like I said before, to uh, us to actually identify that emotion that we're having. What's mm. going on under the surface? Am I in a foul mood because this has happened? Or am I in a foul mood because I didn't like my outfit choice for the day mm. and I've decided that, you know, I'm not feeling great about if we use the gym for not feeling great about my body, I'm then yes. going to be in a bad mood for the rest of the yeah, day. Yeah, well, we know that happens. Mm. Yes. Absolutely. So can we identify and label that feeling and then can we then link it back to what else is happening? And because this is a fitness podcast, I've linked this back to, you know, mindless eating. Yeah. We often talk about this with clients, you know. They may be in their work day, say they work from home, and they turn around there at the pantry or the fridge yet again. Yeah. Yeah. With mindless eating, it's like, well, what's actually going on in that moment? Mm. And the thing that I used to always say to my clients is, what are you trying not to feel? Because right. we so often use these numbing techniques. It's not always food. It could be Instagram. It could be yeah. television. So yeah. many things. It could be drinking. Yeah. Who knows? yeah. It's generally drinking. <laughs> <laughs> in this house. <laughs> That's the go-to. Hypothetically speaking, Kate, hypothetically speaking. Just, get, just as a sidetrack with the drinking, have you noticed we've got gin? I did notice. I'm very impressed. Did you not think it's that we'd be popular gin for about drinkers? three years? And now we're onto it. <laughs> only, I'm glad you're on the wagon. And it's only because a colleague of mine, because I am now unemployed for a few weeks, <laughs> and he gave me a bottle of gin, and I, I went, "Oh, oh this is refreshing." I'm like, <laughs> "Wow!" Lovely. So this is what we're on now. Toot toot. Yeah. Mm. Well, welcome aboard. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Gin train. <laughs> I think with self-awareness, it's really important to know that we can actually practice this Mm. and with neuroplasticity, we can change our brain. So you might- I love that. I love that theory. Isn't it cool? I like that word, neuroplasticity. Yeah. Yeah. I've read a couple of books on neuroplasticity. It's a pretty cool thing. I mean, how cool is that I've never tried it. So explain (laughs) it to me. like the idea of it, but not putting it in the work. I'm a brain surgeon, but it essentially just means that our brain's- 
uh, they grow and they change. Right. So we can actually change and rewire the way in which we think. Yes, right. And how cool is that? Yeah, it's very cool. Like, doesn't matter how. Is old it a we bit are. like uh, cognitive therapy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, really similar. Well, someone's been a psychologist. <laughs> well done, mum. <laughs> so yeah, how can we actually practice this? It's all well and good to say you need to have self awareness and know how you're actually feeling, but. Mm. It needs to start with you. You need to know yourself better. And how does that happen? Journaling is a really cool way to actually get to know you a bit mm. better. Seeing a psychologist or a counsellor yeah. is a great yeah. way to yeah. know and understand yeah. those emotions that go underneath. Mindfulness. So yeah. just being present in the moment. What can I see? What can I hear? Smell, etc. Um, and meditation as well. Yeah, okay. And, and they're not for everyone. Mindfulness is a really good one because everyone can do it anywhere. Yeah, sure. You don't yeah. have to be sitting in lotus position um, yeah. for 20 minutes. See, journaling's not for me, but yeah. I'm very happily go to a psychologist. Yeah. Or even just giving yourself a few questions like, okay, how am I feeling right now? Mm. And you might have a reminder in your phone that goes off every two hours and mm. you just do a little check-in. What emotional am I feeling right now? Anything that you can do like that where you're not actually having to think about what question you're going to answer. Mm. Yeah. Where it's already there. Quick. Perfect. And quick. Yeah, really quick. Yeah. yeah, good. I guess once we know and we have a bit of awareness of self, we can then move into self-management. So you know the emotion, but what to actually do about it is, is mm. the next part. Mm. So self-management, or sometimes we call it self-regulation, it's the ability to... To regulate how you're feeling. Yeah. So you can be like, cool, I'm feeling angry, but can I regulate that? So it's about having emotional imbalance. Uh, sorry, not imbalance, emotional <laughs> balance. Yeah. So can I label that emotion that I'm experiencing? Uh, and is it proportionate to the situation? Because we're Mind feeling reacting. an emotion at, yeah, at any one time, we're always feeling something. Just give me a sly look. <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, is that anger a 10 out of 10? I'm when it feeling maybe it. should be an 8 yeah, out of 10. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit attacked. <laughs> 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 the side, side eye. A bit of a side yeah. eye there. <laughs> Yeah, so it's really about thinking, okay, well, well, yeah, anger is the right emotion for me to have in that situation, but sure. maybe it was a bit too much. Yeah, that's Can I good. wind it back next time? Yeah, and instead good. of going from a 10 out of 10 to a 2 out of 10, is it a 10 out of 10 to a 9 out of 10? Hmm. And having those little steps yeah, good. Um, to better manage that emotion. Yes. But this really comes back to as well, having that positivity mindset. So choosing that yeah. you're going to work on this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Choosing absolutely. that you're going to regulate that emotion and having a little bit of self-compassion when you don't get it right as well. To improve on this, you need to identify and label the emotion. And that is a crucial step. And you don't even need to say it out loud or write it down. I'm actually feeling really angry at the moment. And then knowing and understanding your triggers. So I mentioned before in our subconscious that leaves is where our um, beliefs and our values and the way in which we see ourselves in the world, that's where it all lives yeah. in that subconscious mm. mind. The real stuff. Yeah, yeah. and if we, if we experience something that really challenges a belief that we have, something happens in our brains called an emotional hijack. Right. You know when you can't logic with yourself in yes. a situation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like you're spiralling. They've actually identified this as an emotional hijack. Wow. And so your brain can't... Uh, talk to the logic part of your brain, it yeah, goes straight sure. to the emotion. So sure. instead yeah. of going through the neocortex to, mm. to, you know, reason with yourself and say, is this true? What is this a bit like anxiety? It? Like because can you can't be. because you can't rationalise that. And yeah. it's a spiral. But, but even though rationally you know that something isn't going to happen or whatever you, you think it is. Yeah, it can be. It's a bit like that, Yeah, I think. It, very much like that. And in situations, let's say hypothetically, uh, you're at work mm. and your manager pulls you in and they say, hey, uh, not happy with this, don't like how you, you performed in this part, 
bad, bad, bad. Yes. And your belief is that uh, like underlying all of this is you're not very good at your job. Yeah. Whether this was a small element of the conversation or the whole conversation, you just start to do that emotional spiral. Yes. Because it's triggered that underlying belief yes. you have. Yes, yes, yes. And the really challenging thing. That's a good example. The really challenging thing is um, the way in which we see ourselves in the world and our beliefs and our values, mm-hmm. we mostly build them up to the age of seven. That doesn't mean we can't change them. We Ooh. absolutely can. But most of the way you see yourself, and we see this with clients all the time, mm. the way they see their self-worth and their value, mm. it all comes, comes from, from a very young age. Mm. Like I said before, you can challenge and change this. Yeah. Um, but if something happens, mm. that really triggers Absolutely. that belief that they have. So let's say hypothetically, um, we've got a client. They've got low self-worth. Yep. Um, they might have struggled with that because they're maybe an overweight kid. Yeah, and their maybe, mum always used yeah. to fucking have a go at them about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're, you know, really prioritising movement and they go for a walk and yep. someone yells out the car, yeah. run fa- fat yeah. faster, yeah, yeah, fat yeah. So Step it up, fatty. Yeah, whatever yeah. they Keep say. Keep going, I yell that at, I yell yeah. that at Kevin when I see him running. <laughs> Keep going, bar just like those, those lovely comments. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I'm so that just reaffirms it. I'm just it glad does. you didn't do that when I was under seven because that would have really oh. screwed me <laughs> I'm not a fucking arsehole. Let's <laughs> do it to you because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, but that's what our right. brains are doing. So it reaffirms. Yeah, yep. it's confirming that bias you we are, already you have are. about ourselves. Yep. So we really struggle to mm. come back from that. Yeah, we it really sucks. struggle it to rationalise. This ourselves. is what I hate about things like that where where people say things mothers or fathers say stuff to kids yeah breaks my heart because i know it sticks in their little fucking heads yeah Yeah. their little heads it's terrible yeah and i talk about this a lot because i it might not be an event or a word that or a phrase they remember but it's starting to confirm a belief that they're already developing about their place in the world yes i remember it when i was a kid because i was always solid everyone kept commenting about i was solid yeah and then mum would, you know, you put on weight, you're yeah. getting a little bit fat, mm. you know, that kept, look, and then the limits diet came, you know, <laughs> like, and so of course, you know, you live your whole life, well, I'm just a fat piece of shit. Yeah. You know, I don't think that now, and that's an example where you can change you can those change. beliefs. But yeah. yeah, those formative years are really important, right? They are so Parents important. that are listening, <laughs> you need to snap out of it. <laughs> so the great thing about self-regulation is we can get better yeah. at widening that gap between the thing happening, the stimulus, yeah. and how we respond to it. Yeah, situation. it's good. Okay, I like this. So we can do it by labelling the emotion, mm. which, like I said, we're not always good at. Okay, yeah. I'm feeling angry at the moment. I feel or, fucking annoyed. Yeah. yeah, or I'm really frustrated. Maybe I'm pretending that I'm frustrated with my partner, but I'm actually sad or lonely. Yeah, Something yes, else is yes, going on under yes, the surface. Yes, yes, yes. When things happen that maybe don't pan out the way in which we mm. thought they would, mm. it's so important to... <laughs> that ref- happened this week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really important to reflect and think through these couple of questions, which I use often with clients, um, to think how we could have responded in a more emotionally mature way. So how was I feeling in that moment? Or mm. what, what was the trigger? What was the underlying emotion? Mm. And then we look for proof. So what was the facts or the reality of the situation? Mm. So we often do this in CBT as well, looking mm. for, for proof to confirm or deny that feeling. And then thinking, okay, well, what could I do differently next time? Yeah. You know, if I had my time over and that situation again, maybe I wouldn't have lost it. I might mm. have taken a breath. It's really about learning to be calmer, isn't it? You've yes. just got to calm down. Absolutely. And then You need to calm down. And then just be able to reset our mindset. So we yeah. can come back for it. Be like, yeah. cool, I didn't do as well as I wanted to then. But moving forward, 
This yeah. is my intention. And I'll keep taking you back to parenting because I think that's what a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. But it's, it's it's a perfect example of parenting. Yeah. You know, your kids, you get in the car, get in the car, get your shoes on, whatever, and they don't do it and you come out and you fucking lose your shit. Yes. And then, you know, you drop them off and they're bawling and, you know, you drive off and you're like, fuck, this? <laughs> this is not my fucking finest parenting yeah. moment, yeah. right? And that's right. So then you can go back next time and go, you know what, we can do that better next time. Yeah. That's – yeah. Absolutely. But that's just what people can relate to. I'm, I'm sure people work in no, no, no. and can relate it to things. There. I, I agree. It's, the parenting it's thing. always – the easiest thing is having that intent to do better next time. That's and right. Improve. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And knowing you can improve. Yeah. Absolutely and not, you can. not – that's right. Because and acknowledging you could, you that you could, didn't handle you could, that great. Correct. Because you could just go, ah, oh, fucking kids, and yeah. do the exact same thing. continue cycle. But that's placing blame. Of and screaming. that's putting you in a powerless position, but yeah. you have the yes. actual power yeah, to change it. Yeah, for sure. This is great. I think if we bring oh, it back. I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, I think if we come back to, um, I mean, come back to the relationship with food again, because I think a lot of women that we encounter in the gym uh, often struggle with their relationship with food. Yes. Um, and the reasons that actually go on under the surface are the reasons why it manifests as mindless eating and things like that. So if we think about, you know, self-management, it might be they've had a really big day with the kids, you know, everyone's screaming about putting their shoes on and they've had a stressful day at work. And then at the end of the night, all they are trying to do instead of feeling those emotions or maybe having a conversation with somebody to help process that is looking for something to numb those feelings or something to not even feel those feelings. That's exactly right. Mm. Exactly right. So I think that's why emotional intelligence, it really comes into play when we're looking at, you know, self-improvement for lack of a better term. Yeah. You know, wanting to know and understand yourself so you can achieve the outcomes you're looking for. Yeah, I love that because this can be applied to everything. Absolutely. At work. Home, relationships, parenting, yeah. everything. And please don't think that I'm uh, preaching this because I get it right or anything like that. I absolutely don't. <laughs> no, 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 that's there right. There are yeah. so many times yes. where I think I sh- could have that said was that the so wrong much thing. better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I promise you. But it's that self-awareness. Yeah, it is. And I promise you it gets easier. Like yes. It really does. Yeah, of course. Yeah. and Well, I, I, I know it does because I'm a person who, when I was younger, I wasn't very good at this stuff and I, I've become like a whole lot better would you agree absolutely yeah a yeah. whole lot better I remember losing it over fucking stupid fucking things and carrying on yeah. like an idiot you're wasting your time and your energy yeah and and you feel like shit for it anyway that's right but I think once we know and understand self so we have that level of awareness and we can regulate how we're feeling and, and what we're doing yeah we can then have more of an impact on others' emotions and know and understand others as well. So it then moves into the next phase, which we call social awareness. So Mm. that's do I have the ability to understand other people's emotions in social settings and the impact that my emotions have on others. So it kind of takes it to the next level, but it really comes back to empathy, which is one of um, my personal core values is empathy. And empathy is being able to acknowledge and understand how someone's feeling. So I love the saying, uh, which is empathy never starts with at least. So if, um, Sammy, you said to me, oh, I've you know lost X percentage of hearing. Yes. And I said to you, oh, at least you've still got 50%. That's, uh, yeah. People have said it. Yeah. it. Lots of people have said it. Yeah. Lots of people have said it. Yeah. Oh, but at least, but at least yeah. this, at, at least. least that. And I, and I just think that's not. All I want you to do is go, fuck, that sucks. That's shit. Yeah, I'm yeah. so sorry you're going through that. Yeah, and I yeah. don't think people do it in a 
you know, the, the intent is good, yes. but it has the it wrong. Is. It has the wrong it is. reception because yeah. it's really interesting. You've all yeah. been there, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and often we do it because other people's emotions. We want to are make them feel. We want to make them feel better. <laughs> yeah. You do, and they are uncomfortable. But look on the yeah. bright side. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But when we are in those heightened states of emotions, the last thing we want to hear from somebody is a solution or to be dismissed. Mm. And what we're doing in those moments when we say at least mm. is we're actually saying all of those feelings, don't worry about them. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they don't matter. Don't feel them. Yeah. And it's really quite dismissive. Yes, it is. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And I think in yeah. those moments, all, all you want is someone to be like, I'm really sorry. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Yeah, yeah. I, I really get this because I'm on the receiving end of this stuff and I really get it now. And it's actually – a good thing that's come out of this, me losing my hearing, is that I am more empathetic because I now I understand that those times where I've said at least, yeah, at least you have this, at least you have that, at least you've got your family, at least yeah. it's not cancer, mm. yeah, it's it's not useful, no, yeah, it's yeah. not. So it's really about knowing the impact that of the things that we say in our emotion and yep. the impact that that has on other people, yes, and also social circles. So there's another element which we call organisational awareness, um, which you can also talk about, you know, um, not just in a business, but you can talk about in groups of people, you know, if it's, you know, at the gym or a a Mm. friendship group, but there's always emotional currents and undertones, things that are going on. You know, when you walk into a room and you kind of sense what's happening, some people are really good at that, other people not so much. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. They come into that situation and make it quite awkward. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's so interesting. So it's really important to be able to read other people's emotion, but we can't yeah. do that until we understand our own. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. To build your social awareness, it's really about displaying empathy. So starting a sentence with it at least, but That's really yeah, being able to come, like walk alongside that person and say, I'm so sorry. Or trying to compare yourself to them yeah one yeah, up oh story. that's like that time <laughs> that i you know like that's right you think that's bad <laughs> yeah 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 I, I i was blind for a bit oh, and yeah, then yeah. you know yeah that's right no yeah. but people think that by comparing their story with you it's going to make you feel better, better about yeah. it but it doesn't it just takes away from your story yeah and really practicing effective communication so actually going to talk to somebody um and this goes for the workplace we get stuck behind emails and instant messaging and text messaging, whatever it might be. But if a conversation is going to be a little bit more challenging or emotive, go and have a chat. Oh, shit, yeah. Fuck, imagine email. (laughs) Jesus. Things get lost in translation through through text text and email. You yes. can't tell the emotion or the tone. But yeah. it's yeah. just not professional. No, it's not. But but like it just does get lost. Yeah. It does and we get so, lost. I don't know if you've done this before, but you go to send a really um, challenging text message. Like mm. the content mm. is quite challenging mm. to get across and you just mm. pull it to pieces. You're just reading that text over and over and you're yeah. getting someone to proofread yes. it. And you're reading yeah. it. Editing and deleting. Yeah. It's like, pick up the phone. Yes. Have a conversation yes. with that person. Yes, yes, Because yes. then you can use your tone of voice. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the last element of emotional intelligence, it's called relationship management. So it's about using emotions um, to effectively manage relationships with other people. So it's mm. around understanding the influence we have on others and how we influence other people. So um, there's a quote um, by Simon Sinek. He wrote a famous quote book called um, Start With Why. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says you can influence people through two ways and one Mm. is through power. So Mm. you do what Mm. I say you do because I tell you and I'm the boss. Yeah, rule with an iron fist. Or by example. So the way in which we live and behave. 
and knowing that we all have influence. It's not just in the workplace and the person who's the boss. It's all of the individuals have influence over each other and in social groups as well. People look to certain individuals in a group because maybe they display integrity. Mm. We actually want to listen to their thoughts on that particular topic because they are well-researched and they've always listened when people share their ideas. Yeah. And then something that falls into our jobs quite a bit is coaching. Yes. And we do this at the gym all the time. So yeah. we're working alongside people. Yeah. We understand the emotions that are going on for them to mm. achieve their goals. So mm. working with them with emotions and other things that go with it, mm. but to coach them to achieve what they want to achieve mm. out of life. It all starts with knowing, understanding us so yes. that we can have an impact on other people. Just quickly on the empathy, I know we yeah. don't have much time. That's okay. Can you learn empathy? Mm. Absolutely. Because some people mm. don't just don't no. seem to fucking have it, right? I, can it be learned? I 100% believe if we have the mindset that we can improve, mm, we can We improve. can in every we way. Can. Yeah. We yeah. just need to first identify that that's something that we can, we, we should We need to develop. fucking acknowledge. We need to look yeah. at ourselves and acknowledge. And some say, people it's like talking to a fucking wall. Yeah. And, yeah. S- and to be honest, some people don't want to. No, no that's right. That's, and they're yeah. just happy yeah. being a fucking asshole. And uh, like us as and individuals. And they're unhappy. We need yeah. to be okay with that because – if yes. they choose not to change their behavior, yeah. that's we not should, about us. Yeah, no, it's that's not a on you. good that's a very good point. Yeah. Yes. You can say that's a you problem. That is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. you problem. And don't get me wrong, that's really hard, particularly if it's someone who's really special to you. Yeah. Yes. You want yes. to have a good relationship with yeah. them and you have yeah. a conversation which is maybe challenging and, and they're not and they they're back not off. seeing uh, your perspective or they're yeah. not open to that conversation. Yeah. Yes. There comes a time in life when you do need to have boundaries in place to sure. say this is what I believe is true and right. Yes. And unfortunately. That yeah, go. that's a yeah. relationship which I can't continue in the same manner as mm. we have previously. But I think, like I said before, it all comes down to having really good and effective communication yeah. with people. And the problem often is we make it about us. We don't have tough conversations. We we don't know and understand how we're feeling. And then the communication falls to the wayside. So we haven't checked in with ourselves. How am I feeling right now? What's mm. going on? How do I want to communicate that message? And then we say it in a way that maybe isn't very emotionally mature yep. and it has a really Im- big impact on other people. So if someone wants to get better at this shit, what do they do? Contact you. Go to practice. Well, uh, <laughs> what do they do? Hot tips. So practice self-awareness. So yes. What, what kind of emotions go on and what emotional triggers live in my subconscious? Yeah. What are my beliefs about myself? Do I practice things like mindfulness? Then am I regulating those emotions? Am I actually thinking, okay, how am I feeling at the moment and how do I want to display that? Can I widen the gap between stimulus yeah. and response? And it might even be my favorite technique to do that is just to take a breath. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Before you open your gob. Yeah, just take yeah. a breath. Yeah, sure. Because in our minds, we make up that that breath is, you know, five minutes of time. But in all reality, it's yeah, like two it's seconds. Seconds, but it can be yeah. enough to diffuse the situation yeah. immediately. Circuit break up. Yeah. That's right. And then when we know and understand that, we can have an impact on our other relationships. So we can influence others. We can understand mm. how our emotions affect other people as well. Mm. So my biggest tip would be get to know yourself. Yes. Start 
um, journaling, seeing someone that you can have a conversation with, whether yeah. it be a psychologist or a counsellor or yeah. maybe a good friend. Mindfulness, meditation, they are fantastic techniques to actually understand what's going on underneath the surface for you. So Kate, if businesses want to work with you, where can they find you? How are they going yeah. to contact you now? Absolutely. So um, you can find me on Instagram mm-hmm. at Thrive People and Culture, mm-hmm. all in words. Yes. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, and have websites www.thriveculture.com.au we'll be having a look at that later you didn't tell me about that uh yeah so i work with businesses either on an ongoing basis or just yep. um you know a small project basis it depends on on what their needs are and their sure. business goals and does it matter how big the business is no not at all it can be I've, tiny, can can be be tiny. Like i've worked people. with businesses from started with two people yep. um all the way up to about 50 yeah so, good yeah amazing it's all tailored to suit them I love it. Thank you so much Beautiful. for coming and seeing us You're going to cut and run because you've got... She's got cardio got tennis. Cardio tennis Car- on Cardio tonight. tennis on. <laughs> what is cardio tennis? What okay. is... Ca- it is ca- done. isn't tennis it's cardio. I can't get into it because she's got to get no, going. It's, it's all right. They'll wait. Um, <laughs> no, it's really fun. So if you know how to hit the ball with a tennis racket but yeah. you can't serve, it's perfect. Right. right. So you've got an instructor who yep. always serves the ball into whoever is in that particular... <sighs> corner um and there's various games so on the sides like yeah. bumper bowling yeah so you're like hit a the bit ball of the agility ladder if, if you don't get it in you'll have to run up and tap the net or run around and if there's right. a lot of running so yeah, right. the okay. aim is to hit the ball into the doubles lines and right. if you miss or you don't get over the net you're doing laps you're in trouble yeah yeah you're doing a lot of running right yeah but it's really fun very That's high intensity she does on a thursday night while we sit here drinking gin can you believe it <laughs> oh my tennis. god yeah all right. Well, that was amazing, Kate. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. Thrive it was great People to and be Culture back. on Instagram. Thanks. Yay. Cardio tennis. <laughs> God bless her. Cardio tennis. She's one of the most active people I know. Like, she's got, you know, there's a different exercise every fucking day that but she does. But she's young and full of sprightly enthusiasm. Yeah. We're a little bit older and full of weary cynicism. Absolutely. A lot older. <laughs> a lot older. That's why I sit here. Drinking my gin on cardio tennis night. Now that we've got the gin, do you feel like you're you're entering, you know, apia retirement? Yeah, <laughs> yeah with the gin and the hearing aid, <laughs> I feel like I'm on my way. We've got the tinnitus going, you know. Don't know. We just need to be under an umbrella somewhere, you know, at a bowls club. Up the road there. Potentially in that. the retirement village. Yeah, they've got the retirement village at 50 plus. We don't 50 have a... plus. Could you imagine that 50? I could move there in two and a half years. What the actual fuck? Can you imagine? I might get myself a little unit. <laughs> get away from you. Well, how would that work? So weird. What do you in, go, well, yeah, I'm 50, but my husband's 40, 45. 45. How's that? Can you imagine being 45 in the retirement <laughs> village? <laughs> Oh, actually, I'd, I wouldn't mind it, to be perfectly honest. I know. <laughs> Probably would be good. Beryl, do you want to come around for a gin? Yes. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Bring Brian. Yep. yep. Bring, bring your little dog. Let's oh, go. God. Mm. Yeah, I wonder how that works. If, I don't know. Do you have both have to be over 50? You or, would have to be. Or is it like is it like private schools? If you've got a sibling there, the other one can come in without having to I be vetted. I have no idea. No idea. If you're in a retirement village, can you let us know, please? Yeah, please. I do like the look of them. I won't lie. Uh, gonna be. Com- I like the look of them. Gonna be completely honest. 
Do you like looking at them? Yeah, they float my boat. Yeah. The only you issue is, unit, you, is never you don't own it. own it. No, you, you cark it and then they fucking And then they take a portion of the money. Yeah. yeah. But I do like the, all those facilities and shit. No, me too. And the early, you can get to go out and have dinner if you want. You can get dinner delivered, I think. Yeah, we've got that in an apartment block and we own it. That's right. We've got all facilities. That's right. And we can order shit. Get the restaurant. I've been looking through the minutes of our strata meetings. (gasps) Yeah. Dogs have been pooping on the grassed area and they're considering not letting dogs on the grassed area because of all the pooping. Yeah. Well, it's not the dogs. It's like owners have been letting their dogs shit and they're not picking it up. There needs to be more dobbers in that Oh, well, I can't wait to fucking move in. Wait till (laughs) I get there. (laughs) You'll be setting up your own CCTV. I'll set up my own fucking spy camera. I'll wear a fucking GoPro. I'll catch the motherfuckers. The other big ticket issue that's happening at the moment in Mm. our uh, Brisbane abode Mm. is that uh, food delivery drivers are not to come up onto the floors. They are to leave it in the foyer because it is a security risk. Yeah, true. So what, you buzz them and you let them up? Yeah, the buzz... No, well, the buzz and they open the door. What when your groceries get delivered? They put them at the bottom. So you got to go down. Yeah. That'd be your job. Trundle down. Oh, put I'm it all in the that. lift. I'm not getting yeah. a weekly gross. You are. Oh, no. I walk down a big to the shop. supermarket. Yeah, yeah, every day. Just yeah. get a little grocery shop. And yeah, then sure. call in at the pub on the way home. And what, when you get a parcel, they're all piled up. I remember seeing the parcels. On the floor, I, no one nicks the parcels. No, well, you go straight down. You can't let them in and, unless they buzz you when you're home and you go, I'll just open the front door, put it right. on the thing, and then you get I'm down on the my lift. fucking way. Correct. Fanging down there. That's right. Gotcha. Yeah, so they're the two. Well, I didn't even know pets were allowed on that in that pool area. Well, I they did, are. Because some of the other buildings we looked at, the pets they're were not, not allowed. No. So that's actually really but great. We were told, well. For the nighttime wee-wee. Absolutely. Uh, the, the post-dinner wee-wee. Yeah, but maybe not for long. If oh, the residents fuck. stop letting their dogs poop on the grass. <sighs> fuck. If I was there, fuck, I'd be angry. Oh, you would run a tight ship. I'd find out whose dog it did and I'd bag it up and I'd put it on their doorstep and then I'd fucking knock on the door and I'd run. Light it. And lit it on fire. I'd light it on fire in a metal bowl so it couldn't ignite the building but so they got the stench. Oh, fuck. Fucking assholes. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. <laughs> oh, body corporate minutes are funny things. They are. They are. I do like in ours, and I do, I do, I'm quite enjoying them actually. I do like in ours. <laughs> Bit of light reading. When there's pet requests, they put the pets' names. I like that. It's cute. And they put the breed. Yeah. And what it, type of dog. It makes it less inclined for them to say no. Yeah, because you go Lulu. Yeah. Who's a, uh, a senior Silky Cross. Correct. Yeah, and Blossom. Yeah. Who's a, yeah. I know, it is very cute. I like hearing the names too. And then you can find out the names of the other dogs that live on your floor. That's right. So you're like, oh, there's a Rufus and a Roger that live yeah. down the other end of the hallway. Rufus been shitting in the common grass well, area. Well, I'll find out if you are Rufus. In the pool yard. Hey, um, I love that chat with Kate. It was good. Did yeah. you get a lot out of it? I did. I actually really did. I really did because I think about me growing up, <laughs> isn't yeah. growing up into a senior citizen now with a hearing aid and a gin, <laughs> that I know that I have – developed my emotional intelligence over the years. You have. Absolutely. So that felt that felt good to hear those things that she said. And I think, yeah, I know I have done it felt those validating. things. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I know I kept relating it to parenting, but I really think parents I hope parents listen to this it and ap- it applies across life. And yeah. and you know it. I've known it being in working for organizations there are people just to have zero emotional intelligence. Yeah, there are. There and it are. brings companies down to their knees. Mm. And, uh, because they're not self-aware. They can't see it. There's no but light imagine, bulb goes off. But imagine in relationships too, like with partners. Oh, I agree. Can you imagine, so you're at home doing your thing and your, 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 your partner comes in who's had a, a, a 
a cunt of a day. Mm. So comes in in a foul fucking mood, slams the door, fucking carries on like a fucking asshole mm. or a bitch. Like imagine the impact that that has on people. That's fucked. Or how she, we were talking about, you know, a rule with an iron fist. How many people do we know, particularly in the country, old school yeah. country fucking families, where the father rules with a fucking iron Damn fist? Straight. What dad says fucking goes. And the, and the wife and the kids all fucking Everyone. scuttle around. Yeah. No fucking emotional intelligence. You are very emotionally unintelligent, sir. You can apply it to heaps and oh, heaps can, of things. You can apply it to life. Yeah. It was really, it's really good. Yeah. It's just no, growing as a person. It is growing as a person. And I think, um, and I have to say, I think some of that comes down to, like she talked about going to psychologists and working through stuff. Damn straight. Because does, yeah. like what, what Kate was saying, how, you know, before the age of seven is where all these things get fucking imprinted into your head, mm. like imprinted, like a yeah. fucking duckling imprints like a s- on a bloody, you know, <laughs> it hatches out of an egg and it imprints on that person. And it's true, but it's just like dogs. Dogs, you know, what, what happens when they're little, like Lulu, who still to this day, we've owned her for nine years, still to this day when we pick her up, she cowers. She cowers. Because she's been beaten when she was fucking one. That's a subconscious Yeah. Thing, she? it's So she, she obviously can't work on her emotional intelligence because she's no. a dog. But you can. Yeah. You know, just oh, because. She's, she's worked on She comes into my office now. She it. loves my She has lately, now. actually. She's come she's out of the shell. She's turned into a bit of a different dog. Yeah, what's that about? I don't... She's con- working on her emotional intelligence. She probably is. Yeah, she's becoming a little bit more confident. She started scratching on the door for it to be opened. And actually walking in. Instead of scratching when you open it and then she runs away. And then away. she runs away. <laughs> like I'm the big bad wolf. She'll come in and make herself at home now. That's cute. But yeah, it is, it's interesting because of those childhood things. That is why people are how they are. Absolutely it is. Yeah, Absolutely that your childhood frames who you are. And that's why I'm saying as parents we have to be so fucking mindful of how we parent our kids because you're setting these people up to be adults that are fucked up because you <sighs> said things that you shouldn't have and... We're so much more knowledgeable now. Yeah, we are. As and parents. this is why we parent so differently now, don't Correct. we? Correct. And parents, I'm not saying parents had bad intentions back, Never. back in the day. Never. They didn't. They knew what they knew at the time. They it's did a what knowledge they thought thing. was right. Correct. Yeah, that's right. But that's right. We, we parent so differently. And you and I have talked about that, like when we were little, you know, our parents were very much, you know, snap out of it, stop carrying on. You Correct. know, like you couldn't even express if you felt anxious or scared no. about something. You've just given a clip over the fucking ears and told to get in the car. That's how we were raised. Yep. And so we definitely do not parent like that. We are very, we very talk about our emotions and stuff. But I just think it was, yeah, it was really, I could have actually talked about that for ages. Mm. Pretty, fuck you, Pretty cardio g- tennis. <laughs> Taking her away from us like that. How do you think you'd go at cardio tennis? Oh, fucking terrible. <laughs> terrible because I'd be the one that have to do all the running and I'm not a great runner. Nah, I would suck. I feel like fucking doing it once. That'd be Just funny. Just having a crack at yeah, it. Yeah, have a go. Yeah. If you can't and someone serves, that's... Well, they throw the ball to you and you've yeah, got to try and, and you've hit got to it. hit it into a particular spot. And if you don't, you've got to fucking get do the things. I'm intrigued to have a I crack at too. it too. I wish we could do it and film, record a podcast while it was happening. <laughs> I can make that happen. Record footage. <laughs> <laughs> record the audio far out. It'd be pretty funny. I'm sure I'd be doing a lot of fucking running. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I thought that was awesome. Very informative. Yeah. Speaking of non-informative, mm. I reckon we're going to do a non-informative one before the end of the year. We're both on holes next week, so we've got time up our sleeve. Just you and I having a drink and a chat. Correct. Just an end of year wrap. Yeah, righto. 
Sounds good. Just a, what a day Christmas. are we going to do it? Well, I've got a lot of day free. A lot of days free. Um, I got my COVID vaccine at nine a.m. on Monday, so I can't do it then. <laughs> Not that I would be drinking at nine a.m. on Monday. And but you, may, you may have some ill effects on the Tuesday. Let's do it Wednesday. Yeah, I'll have my have to have my three or two or three hour nap on the Tuesday. Yeah, pile up with the dogs and do have it my Wednesday, nap. or let's do it Christmas Eve Eve. Eve Eve, yeah, my sister's birthday. Yes, Christmas yep. Eve Eve. We'll lock Sounds it in. Sounds good. Okay, we'll record it and then you'll edit it. And would love to get it out on Boxing Day. Oh, wouldn't that make up for all our inconsistencies? <laughs> wouldn't it? People be driving home oh, from wherever. They can have a fucking listen. Fucking all is forgiven. <laughs> all is forgiven. Let's try. Righto. Thank you again for your company. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Hopefully. Nah, you can bank on it this time. <laughs> <laughs>